Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Johnny. This week's episode is going to be called On Again, Off the Rails Again. <laughs> and Greg. Hey. Oh, we didn't even get a yellow. No, he, he's he, he's already Kurt because I was trying to get him to be like participative prior to the show starting. Yeah. Greg doesn't buy into icebreakers. What's that? Fun? Fun is allowed not. <laughs> you, you, it's fun for you, but not for the other person. Right. Exactly. That's the reason I didn't participate. Can't occasionally do things that I like. I see how it is. It's Greg's way or the highway. This, yeah. this, this, this Obviously, every, everybody's on board with it but you. Why are you bitching? <laughs> This this recording is already headed for a restart. <laughs> I, my favorite part of this is if people had any idea what we were bitching at each other about, they'd be like, you two are both idiots. Yeah, I know. We that's got, the best part. We got Jock Peterson <laughs> and Tommy Pham in the podcast today. <laughs> yep, I'm getting ready to slap the shit out of Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be the first time. <laughs> Won't be the last. Uh, gentlemen, how was your week? Uh, it existed. It took place between a Saturday and another Saturday. And it is now over. And it has been a heavy week. We don't need to go into great detail, nor do we need to circle back on anything that has transpired. If you are alert, awake during the day, and keeping your thumb on the pulse of everything going on, we do understand that we are just going to try to bring a little bit of levity to the end of it for this week. Yeah, we we don't talk about these things, not yeah. because we want to ignore them, but because, quite frankly, we're not going to bring anything to the conversation that hasn't already been said. No. So um, we just move on from it and try to do our normal show because, quite frankly you're not going to give a crap what we have to say about it. And we're not going to have some sort of epiphany or pontificate in some way that you're going to be like, Oh my God, these guys just solved it. Yeah. No, we, uh, I think everyone pretty much knows where we are in relation to a lot of that. I mean, it's, it's awful. And hopefully the people, in charge of making decisions and changes will do so. <clears throat> but outside of that, we got the return of a pretty awesome character from one of our favorite franchises this week. But before we get into that, was there anything else you guys did, watched, or experienced aside from what we hope to be able to cover on the show? Well, I think I already know what character you're talking about. And it obviously Hopper. must be the Rescue Rangers in Monterey Jack. Nope, don't care. Jim Hopper, Stranger Things. Uh, no, <laughs> I I actually I did watch the new Rescue Rangers on uh, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. uh, and I did not watch it once. I did not watch it twice. Uh, but I have a daughter who is fully obsessed with it now, and so I think I watched it about five times. How's that? Uh, uh, how's that? How's that going for you? 
It actually is. It's a. It's actually a really fun show. It's um, it is a spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit. Okay. So if you were someone that grew up with Roger Rabbit in the eighties, it is a similar look and feel to that. And you know, you have the animation blended with the live action. Um, it takes place in Hollywood, uh, so you get a lot of those similar tropes to Roger Rabbit. Um, oh, I have a small child who has appeared because she wants to give her own review. Come on, kiddo. Everyone, welcome Julie to the show. Come on. Come on. Say what you want to say. There's the microphone. You know how to do this. You've done this literally since you were a baby. No, to the microphone. Talk to the microphone. Okay, baby, talk about the movie. Come on. It's fun and I really, really like Chick and Dale and Gadget. And... How about Sweet Pete? You like Sweet Pete? No. Sweet Pete's bad? Yes. What about Ugly Sonic? He's okay. Ugly Sonic is okay? Okay. Anything else you want to say about it? Mm-hmm. You recommend it to other people? Should they watch it too? Mm-hmm. Tell Greg to watch it. How many stars out of five? Five. Okay. Should Greg watch it? Yeah. Should Johnny watch it? Yeah. Should they come back and give a review to the show next week? Yeah. Okay. Gauntlet thrown down. <sighs> Thanks, Jules. <laughs> we have our watch for next week. Fantastic. I can't wait till Greg looks in her little brown eyes and says, I turned it off five minutes in. I got the Joker treatment. <laughs> I didn't even understand. Why were these why were these annals supposed to be able to talk? I just I, they never explained it. I shut it off. <laughs> just doesn't make sense. There's a 10,000 calorie burrito. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh man. Well, it's I'm I'm glad that Jules had something that she enjoys and she was able to watch. We um you know, that's it's it's I guess that's like the nice part of having a kid is that you get to get away with watching a bunch of stuff that like otherwise people would be like, "Why would you watch this?" Well, I have a child. I have to watch it. They need to see it. I, I share in the experience with them. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, I need to see it or she needs to see it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, she she enjoyed it a lot. She really did. Yeah. She thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'll fully admit, I watched it for the first time without her. I enjoyed Rescue Rangers as a kid. And... If you want to give me Rescue Rangers with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, I'll watch it at least once on my own. <laughs> um, and like I said, yeah, it, as, as someone who also loved um, Roger Rabbit growing up, you want to give me Rescue Rangers cross with Roger Rabbit? Yeah. That's, that's right in my wheelhouse. Um, there are a lot of very meta jokes in it that 
are definitely aimed at the adults who were watching this as children of the 80s. Um, I, I don't know. I Like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I I would say I recommend it. Okay. What's, like, give me an example of one of the jokes that, like, just sticks out or was something that you carried forward after the watch? Well, um, so Chip and Dale are have basically moved on from Rescue Rangers at this point. Uh, Chip is a insurance salesman. Um, and there's some pretty funny stuff to go with that. Uh, Dale is a fading star who basically does the comic convention circuit. <laughs> um, so there's some stuff with him at, you know, his little comic convention booth. Um, and the other characters that are around him, including Ugly Sonic. So if you if you remember the whole uh, Sonic the Hedgehog thing from when it was first announced and the first trailer came out and everyone kind of looked at it and said, oh, my God, that Sonic is horrifying looking. <laughs> they bring that original Sonic character model into this movie and call him Ugly Sonic. How how, how were they able to do that? Um, apparently Disney literally had their lawyers go to, and it, it's not just him. They, there's a lot of character franchises that are brought into this that where Disney sent their lawyers and they were like, look, we want to use your characters for basically Roger Rabbit 2 uh-huh. and we won't be disrespectful to them. Right. Like there's a, there's another point where they show, um, they're in a, a bathhouse, a Russian bathhouse and they show a sauna and Randy Marsh from South Park is in the sauna. <laughs> so there's right. there's a, a lot of like little interesting tidbits like that where you're just like, how the hell did they pull this off? Yeah. Like uh, Ugly Sonic, you know, he's signing an autograph and you know someone's like laughing at him and he goes, ha ha ha, you can't laugh at me because I, you know, I'm in on the joke. It doesn't hurt me because I understand it. So there's a lot of really right. um, there's a lot of really funny meta stuff with that. And now is this like one of the free offerings on Disney Plus? Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Well, it's. I mean, I can't not not watch it now because Jules told us that we have to. And little does my lovely wife know, but she will be watching it with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She'll be so excited. This will be a great time. Uh, anything else? Greg, you said you were watching something this week as well. Greg, you're muted. <laughs> I forgot and looked down. I'm freaking tired, man. Uh, but I started watching something, and then I, I gave it the Joker treatment, like Johnny said. Okay, is that all you watched this week? Was uh, the five minutes of Operation Mincemeat? Uh, I watched eleven minutes because there was some stuff at the start of it that didn't count. Um, <laughs> I did watch another anime. Let's see. I, I can't remember the name of it, though. Because 
it's all weathering with you was the name of it. It's on the same premise of um, it was the guy who made your name came out in 2020 in Japan. Okay. Uh, it's an interesting story. So it's kind of hard to follow at first, but once you pick it up, it's it's pretty good. Visually, it's amazing. I love what they do with Tokyo. Like, it seems like such a vibrant city. I have not been there yet. I need to go yeah. there. Hopefully, next couple of years. Okay. I want to go now, to the Olympics. Were you able but, to locate you know. this? Was it on a subscription service? Where is this? Uh, it was watch? on. It was on sale on YouTube. Like, play. Oh, Let's okay. See. Let's see if it's available anywhere else. Uh, looks like it's on HBO Max. Okay. So it is available somewhere for, in addition to a subscription. Yep. And what's it called again? Weathering with you. Yeah, okay. it's interesting. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It's, you can't really say much about it because it kind of starts off with part of the story. Like you have to be able to see it for yourself sort of thing. Yeah. The trailer doesn't really tell you. Like, the trailer gives you an idea of what's going to happen. Even, like, the trailer is visually amazing. And the music's really good, too. Okay, nice. And what kind of turned you on to that one? Um, I was looking, I was just looking through um, the director. Uh, Mako, I'm so god awful with names. Mako Shinaki. So, and I saw that he made another movie, so I'm like, okay. I was like, yeah. Then I watched the trailer, I'm like, sure, I'll watch it. Didn't really want to have to pay attention to anything. And after trying to deal with that uh, Operation Mincemeat, yeah. I'd have watched something. Wow. <laughs> Well, we kind of ripped the Band-Aid off already, so we might as well just keep going down this path. I don't think this is going to take very long. Richard, did you watch the Colin Firth vehicle? Yeah, I watched it last week. On Netflix? Did you complete said film? Yeah. And? I thought it was fine. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was like the most riveting movie I've ever watched in my life, but um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I thought it was an interesting movie considering the fact that it is, you know, a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like, you know, World War II period pieces. I just, I, I couldn't, I just, I yeah. tried. I don't, it, maybe it was just the way they were trying to recruit people. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Oh yeah, but you understand. understand this is a true story. I know, that's what I'm saying. Hey, it's over. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I understand why they did it and I didn't want to hear the story apparently. 
I wasn't in the mood for it, I guess. We'll go with that it's, one. So I I will just give a brief bit of feedback on this. I started this film four separate times in the last nine days. Stopped, went back to the beginning, and tried to start watching it again. It's it's like Inglorious Bastards without the violence or the comedy. So it's a film set during World War II? Kinda. And just... I've had crackers that weren't this dry. I had a really tough time. I had a really, really tough time. Um, probably wouldn't have watched it or even shown interest in it had I not been told about it by somebody else. And I think moving forward, this individual also told me about the uh, Rebel Wilson flick senior year. Which oh yeah. Be, I watched that movie too. It turned out to be actually pretty funny. So like, I was like, okay, good recommendation. Let me check on the second one. I mean, if you're batting 500, you're still doing pretty well, but unfortunately I will not be taking recommendations from this individual moving forward. <laughs> um, senior year was, um, uneven at best. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I was left more than anything perplexed by it. Like, I don't know. It, it, it didn't entirely work for me, Yeah, but there were moments in it that were like, Oh, that's really funny. I think uh, overall, overall, I think the two of us enjoyed that film. Um, we did not enjoy the period piece. Well, what's funny <laughs> is, and, and I actually, I made this observation. I was, I was texting back and forth with my, uh, my sisters um, while I was watching the Rebel Wilson movie. Um, that movie was set in 2002. Mm-hmm. So basically like our high school years and shortly after our high school years, are yep. now the time that is ripely set for nostalgia porn. <laughs> like this is how people felt watching Back to the Future. Yeah, basically. Like I, I was just like, oh my God. We're we're, we're the, getting the we're, wedding we're the back, treatment. We're the back part now. Yeah, th- this 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 is when they're like, okay, we'll set this movie in nineteen eighty two. And uh, we're just going to mix all the music from the 80s in. It'll be fine. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I was I was sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, my God, they're making a joke about the calling. Oh, my God. What what year is it? Oh, what, 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 what what's happening right now? Where did these gray hairs appear from? I'm old. <laughs> it's like. Now you're hearing people refer to American Pie as like that old comedy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, geez. I hate everything. Um, no, I... Operation Mincemeat, I'm sure there's an audience that were very passionately interested and enjoyed everything about it and thought it was probably not... I don't think anyone thought, oh, this is the greatest film ever made. But they probably watched it. They enjoyed it. Well, um, it, 
it, I mean, it reminded me a lot to an extent of the King's speech, mm-hmm. which was another World War II period piece that did not necessarily involve a lot of fighting. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I relatively enjoyed it, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it, I, it's the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. Uh, 10 out of 10 would not rewatch. I didn't okay. watch it technically. So. Well, Johnny. Yeah. You sent me a story that I have lovingly referred to as Winnie What the Fuck. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, because the property has become public domain as of January this year. So, Greg, if you want to start writing Winnie the Pooh books, it's all you. Go ahead. You can make a Winnie the Pooh anime. I think I found your wheelhouse. Here's your Venn diagram. Greg's right in the middle. I'm sure there's already one out there. Do it. I'm sure there's going to be even more now because similar to the Lord of the Rings, um, just about anything can be done. So you could technically publish Winnie the Pooh titles. Um, Someone with that information decided, I really want to make a horror film with the characters from Winnie the Pooh. (sighs) Nobody asked for this. I'm not going to watch it. I find Piglet and Eeyore terrifying in their regular format. I can't imagine the horror format is going to be much better. So of all the characters from this franchise, which ones would you guys be least likely to enjoy seeing on screen? Eeyore. (laughs) Because remember, like, over the years, there's been, like, artists who conceptualize certain, like, children's properties as like horror figures i think they did a pokemon run where they did them as like if these characters were in stranger things this is what they'd look like and i'm like they're all nightmare fuel yeah and i'm fairly certain at some point there has been an eeyore one in the past and it was terrifying i i don't want to be that guy but like why <laughs> Why? Why? Even that preview image, Richard, of Winnie the Pooh with that weird, like, vinyl mask. I was like, if that's what this is going to look like, I am out in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't understand. I don't know. I, I look forward to us eating our words two years from now where we're putting out a review about how great Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was I, and how more I, Disney characters should be redone in this way. But it's, I, I just, you're given an opportunity with something going public domain and you're like, I got a great idea. Let's make something horrific. I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm so out on it, it's not even funny. Um, <laughs> which really does beg the question, what properties would you like to see become public domain for us to get a horror franchise remake? 
none. They should all stay with their original copyright holder. <laughs> I would like to see copyright extended to 100 years post-death instead of whatever it is now. <laughs> well, it's not realistic, Richard, so we're not going to get it. I was thinking the Peter Rabbit series. Um, let's see. Charlotte's Web. Web. Charlotte's Web could be good. What, what, what was it, Greg? Paddington Bear. There you go. <laughs> I didn't imagine how is he going to be British and man. Paddington, that marmalade doesn't look like it's orange anymore. It's not. It's entrails. Yeah, it's just him glazing a human in the pot roast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we need to get a script together. I think we could sell this in about 70 years. Entrails and honey. Um, no, I'm, I, I have no interest in this. Uh, I will not be seeing this. I suspect the Reds will finish 500 before I sit down to watch this movie. Have I got news for you? That's going to be this year, baby. We're on the comeback trail. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, right, right. Uh, anyway. So there's something else you guys both watched this week, which I decided was not on my list of priorities, and I apologize. But yes. to be fair... Jo- well, Johnny went to bed at 8 p.m. because he's 78 years old. Remember that time when Ashley's like, I'm going to defend Richard from all the slander? Yes, I made fun of, of Johnny, not Ashley. All right. Okay. Okay, Richard. Richard, okay. Okay. <laughs> You're a son of a bitch, but I'll get you back. Don't worry. The bill comes due. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, you guys jumped into what was one of our most anticipated properties this year, which was the Obi-Wan series. I am going to respectfully mute myself. And give you guys the platform to discuss the first episode, two episodes. One episode split into two. Yeah, it's okay. it's two episodes. Okay, I will go. Uh, so yeah, we watched Obi Wan uh, episodes one and two. Uh, Greg, yep. Will there be an episode three? Oh, I'm gonna watch it. I'm a sucker for for uh, the lead actor, so Ian McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, I I just like I I've watched him in like Moulin Rouge and everything. I like him. Okay. So, and I really do kind of enjoy what they're doing with this one. Um, I, I you know honestly, for the most part, I actually really enjoyed um what we saw out of the first two episodes. Um. I, without going into spoilers for Mr. Johnny here, uh, the returning characters brought me a lot of joy, uh, up to and including the ones we were unaware were going to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I found a little bit of humor in a couple of the shots, um, Johnny, can you hear us? Most days. 
Other okay. days, it's just willful ignorance. Okay, then I'm I'm not going to say what I was going to say then. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I can still mute it. It's fine. Uh, no, ahead. it's fine. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, the the one shot that I I did find a little bit of humor in uh, was during the chase scene. There was a character who was on top of a building and decided they were going to go down to ground level. And I'm pretty sure it took them like I don't know 17 minutes by way of jumping to make it down to ground level. <laughs> Like it was really kind of funny to watch. Like you know, they're just they're doing this like chase, and you see Obi Wan, and even he's on top of a building, and he makes it down to ground level like three seconds later. And this other character, I mean, literally, like it is just shot after shot after shot of her like jumping down and floating and jumping down and floating, and then like what seems like in show literally like 10 minutes later, she finally hits the ground and it's just like, you could have probably just taken the stairs. Yeah. There's definitely some pokey action shots in there, but I think that's part of the, part of the vibe, I guess with it. Yeah, no, I, I can I can kind of agree with that. There are there were a couple times that I I kind of watched it and I was like, eh, that doesn't look the best. Um, but I wasn't mad about it. Like I enjoyed what I watched. Um, I thought it was really good. I was disappointed when it ended because I wanted to watch what was next. Um we won't go into spoilers because we don't want to spoil things for, for Mr. Jonathan here. Um, and anyone else who hasn't had a chance to stay up until 3 a.m. and watch it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so thus far, uh, pretty high recommendation on my part. Um, it definitely had the Star Wars look and feel. It, it was a nice mix between like the prequel series and the like original series by way of its look and feel, you know, you had the stuff on Tatooine, you had stuff on other planets, um, which that's kind of the thing that the original series really missed out on is you didn't really have any of the futuristic cities in the, in the original trilogy. So it was nice to get that. Um, a little bit here because I mean, quite frankly, we barely even got it in the sequel trilogy. So yeah, thus far, high recommend. Uh, we'll see you next Friday. Yeah, I, th- I'm, I may watch this one as it comes out too. I, I kind of like it if I remember. Yeah, just give me a reminder on Fridays, Richard. Okay. I'm more apt to watch it if it's on a Friday. If it's during the week, it's probably not going to happen until Friday-ish. Jenny. Johnny. Yep. Welcome back. Thanks. It was fun watching you guys while not being able to hear what you're saying. I just kind of like ran my own dialogue. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, so we've only got one other thing to talk about, and it is about fantasy football. <laughs> oh, this is so dumb. I, if you, if you watch the actual video of Jock Peterson explaining it, 
it comes across so much more than dumb. Like, I, I can't even comprehend what he's trying to explain because he doesn't go into great details. He's very vague about everything. It's like, it, it's like us trying to review something without giving the spoilers, but even less intelligible. But apparently, something occurred between Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham in a fantasy football league last year where, from the sounds of it, it sounds like Tommy Pham accused Jock Peterson of stashing someone on injured reserve. (laughs) And Tommy Pham was still upset about it. So Tommy Pham, prior to the start of yesterday's game, slapped the shit out of him. (laughs) I'm in multiple fantasy football leagues. I have never considered slapping the shit out of someone in one of my fantasy football leagues. I don't know about that because you're in mine. Mm, Not football, I don't think. Yeah. Am I? Yeah, pretty. T- <laughs> well, now I'm wondering. I don't think I am. <laughs> Is it on ESPN? Yes, sir. No, I'm not. Okay. No, I. You know, Ashley brought this to my attention. I was like, ah, they're dumb. And then I watched the video where they talked to Peterson about it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this can't, this cannot be, there has to be literally anything else going on in the world right now. Why am I watching this? Because you're trying to figure out why one professional baseball player getting paid $10 million this year slapped the shit out of another baseball player getting paid upwards of $10 million this year over something so incredibly trivial and stupid. Uh, you are correct. It was, it was stupid. There's not a better word to explain that. And the entire time I was watching the video, I was just like, both of these guys need to just, someone needs to take their phones away or something. This makes me wish for the days before social media where like, I didn't have to hear any of this kind of crap to find out like just how stupid some of these guys are. Yeah, and Tommy has continually put himself into a really weird spot. Like, since he got here, he started off by giving an interview where he said he basically doesn't care about the team and he only cares about getting his numbers this year. (laughs) Which, like, I kind of defended because in the end, if a player gets their numbers, they're helping the team, right? Yeah. But it still, it turned off a lot of Reds fans. But he has continually been involved in altercations and arguments and the like over the really short period he's been here. This is like the anti-Votto on the team right now. He finally got some sympathy from Reds fans just a couple days ago because some piece of shit Cubs fan decided to come at him with a bunch of racist messages in his Instagram account and he published them. 
And it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's really shitty. And Tommy shouldn't have to endure that. I just, I, I, I just don't get it, man. Like th- this dude, for the most part, has just seemingly tried his best to come across as completely unlikable. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get what this dude's issue is. Yeah. Like, did he run into the wall when he was in San Diego and concuss himself, and he's still dealing with the syndrome afterwards? Eh, he's just got to pop another steroid. He'll be fine. I mean, at least then he'd hit the ball further. Uh, debatable. <laughs> I it's I don't know, man. This was we are living in the weirdest friggin' timeline right now. I like the world has to end. We're living on an echo or something because like. There's no way that with the way things have gone since like 2016 with Trump that this is actual existence. Mm, I'm pretty sure this is it. No, no. I would like to just point out that everything was fine until the Cubs won the World Series. God was just sitting there like Bruce Almighty at the machine with the prayers on it. And he's like, okay, you know what? I just reached my 100 millionth prayer for the Cubs to win the World Series. I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to approve it. And then I'm going to set it and forget it for the next decade. It's uh. It's been something. It's been something. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. This was the this is a weird week. This was a tough week. It was a heavy week. There's there's no shortage of terms used to describe the last seven days since we last recorded, and it is it's a holiday weekend that doesn't feel like a holiday weekend. Yeah, you check back on me on Monday when I'm sleeping in. I'll tell you if it's the holiday weekend or not. Oh, I'm just going to message and make sure that that kid of yours is waking you up at 5 a.m. She won't get up that early. (laughs) It's actually really funny because she does like, she like threatens to get up early. Like during the school year, if if you have if I have an issue getting her up one day, you know, I'll get her up, you know, seven forty five to go to school. And she'll like drag ass around the house and be like, I'm, I'm tired. And I'll be like, Come on, we gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. You gotta go to school so I can go to work. Come on, we gotta go, gotta go. The next <laughs> night she'll be like, Wake me up at six AM <laughs> And I'll be like, I'm not doing that. And she gets really funny because she gets like like righteously indignant about it. She'll be like, wake me up at 6 a.m. That's why I want to be woken up. I'm, That's a great kid, but I'm not up at 6 a.m. Well, when do you even get up? 6.30? No. <laughs> and just one morning, get her up when you get up. Just see what happens. Yeah, I've I've done it. It's it's okay usually, but then she's grumpy the rest of the day. 
anyway, that's that's really that's kind of all we had on the on the list for today. So, anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, I think you know we're just a little bit of a lull. I know Jurassic World's coming up. I know Thor's hot on its heels, and once we get into the thick of things with Obi Wan and Stranger Things season four dropped yesterday as well. So there's there will be lots to be able to discuss in the coming weeks. And then in short order, we're also going to get the boys. So it's uh, things will pick up for the summer a little bit, and we'll have a little bit more to be able to kind of cover because it seems like the rest of the world is just kind of... Yeah. But no, I'm good. I think it's, uh, you know, like I said, holiday weekend. The weather's supposed to be nice, and just try to take advantage of it the best way you can. Yep, you guys have yourself a uh, have a great weekend. Um, yeah. And when you're listening to this, probably on Monday, if I get around to cutting it before then, (laughs) um, I hope you have a good Memorial Day and a good time. Have a good week, everybody.